Hey guys, Chris here. We had some camera issues at the beginning of this week's episode, uh, so we're just going to jump straight into the interview with Mark Christopher of Hippie Picks. Over to him. Hey guys, we are here with Mark Christopher of Hippie Picks because we're talking all about guitar picks today. Yeah, those things. Uh, so, hey, Mark, uh, can you, uh, for, for all the audience, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background in music and how you became interested in making guitar picks? Yeah, so, Mark Christopher, I have been playing music my entire life. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a drummer. So my mom bought me a guitar. I don't know why. Um, but here's a, here's a unique, cool story. I was 11 years old, and I saw my first concert ever and that was a band called Petra they were really big back in the 80s they were hair metal Christian band um but that was not the first band I saw live the first band I saw live opened for Petra right it's a band called Shaded Red these guys right here right and that year that I saw them I saw them in like October November that Christmas I got my first guitar so my musical career has been fueled by this band from Colorado called Shaded Red and my first guitar ever. So there's a cool story with that now because one of the guys from the band is endorsed by Hippie Picks. So nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So when I when I when you when you say, you know, like what is your musical background, it always goes back to this band. Because that was the first band I ever seen live, you know? And they were just very cool. They were a, a rock band. They were alternative, I guess, whatever. Yeah. So been playing guitar. And then, you know, I got into piano. Drum, I finally bought a drum set when I was a teenager. And then harmonica, mandolin, love musical instruments. Love, just love music in general. So tell us, uh, how, did, how did you get started um, making guitar picks? Oh, that's a great question. So I get married. I, I met my now wife. Um, her father is an amazing woodcraft man. He, I mean, he has his own shop. He's been doing this since he was like a teenager. He's made anything you could think of out of wood. So I started learning how to make things out of wood with him. You know, um, that, that was a blast. I decided one year I was going to make Christmas presents for everybody um, out of wood, you know? So I started doing, I started in like July, I think, you know, just working on everybody's Christmas gift. And one day I'm in his shop and I'm working on a present for, I think like my mom, maybe I don't even remember who it was for, but there was a bit that I needed that I'd put in my pocket earlier. And I was like, yeah, I, I need that. And I, I, I reached in my pocket, I pulled it out and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a guitar pick. That's not the bit I need. And then I went, but you know, I'll make one for my buddy Chance. So my buddy Chance and I jam, awesome musician. He and I play together at church. And I thought it'd be cool to make him uh, a wooden guitar pick. Didn't think anything of it. So I did. I still have it, even though it was a gift for him. You know, I have it back. I don't know why. We share it back and forth still to this day. And, and that was it. That was it. I didn't want to be a pick maker. I just did it, you know, as a gift and didn't think anything of it. Like a year later, I'm back in my father-in-law's shop and I'm like, hey, like, I'm going to try and make some more of those just for fun, just to see what I can do. So I have some, I have, this is a made out of purple heart. I don't know if you can see it very well with the lighting. Yeah, that's cool. nice. um, yeah. So I, you know, I just, I made a couple, it took me some time. It was 
it was fun. It was whatever. Uh, but then I posted some pictures up online, you know, just on Facebook, just to see what people thought. And everybody was like, dude, like, yo, how much? I was like, what? That's weird. Okay. So I was like, all right, like $10 or whatever. I don't know. Well, like I sold like a hundred dollars within five days. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's just do this again. And my father-in-law, very amazing man. I mean, I have so much respect for this guy. He's very business-minded, owns his own business. He, um, you know, talented woodworker. But he was like, Mark, you need to create a company. You need to have an LLC. You need to do this professionally. And I'm like, no, like time out. Like, no, this is just, this is just something I'm going to do, like, as I guess a little hobby. This is not going to be anything mind-blowing. And he was like, well, you know, in the state of Kentucky, if you make X number of dollars within a uh, fiscal year, you have to claim that for taxes. You have to have a business. And I, I was like, well, we'll see when I get there. Cause I, I mean, not that it's a huge number by any means, but I just didn't think this was going to take off and it did. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, I started making picks and I got a business. I created a company and uh, that's how I got into making picks. Now you're probably saying, yeah, Mark, but you do the uh, world's one and only arrowhead shaped guitar pick. How did you come up with that? Is that the question you were going for? Yeah, the question is, how did we go from, yeah, from the making wooden picks in your father-in-law's shop to, to making these, which are clearly not made of wood? No, but I, I still have the wood to think. I, somebody gave me a tool to make cutting the wood easier than what I was doing. Because I was doing everything by hand, like with a hacksaw and like a, a little orbital sander. And um so I tried the tool to see if, you know, this was better, if this would work. And one day I, this is not mine. I will plug this guy. Um, his name is Bailey. Bailey makes these. Um, but I just, for an example. So I was cutting the, I don't know if you can see it very well. I was cutting the top part, right? And I went a little bit too far in on one side. And I was like, ah, man. All right. Well, maybe I can fix it right? Fix it in post. That's what they always say. So I'm coming on this side and I cut in a little too far over here. And I'm like, and I just threw it on the ground. It was a beautiful sunny day. So I was outside working and I just threw it on the ground. And I was like, man, it's a wasted pick. So I, I, I grabbed another piece of wood. I started making another wooden pick. And I was so mad at that pick that at one point I almost picked it up and chucked it into the woods. But I kept looking at it and I was like, well, it kind of looks like an arrowhead. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. You know, like, okay, well, don't throw it away yet. Just why don't you try and make an arrowhead? So I did. And I thought, well, that's kind of neat. Let me make another one. So I made like three or four and I thought, this is a cool idea, but I'm not the first person to have ever created this idea. Like somebody has had to create the arrowhead shaped guitar pick before me. So I did a bunch of Google searches. Um, I digged and digged and digged, dug, I guess is the proper word. I dug really far and I found nothing. So I called a lawyer and I said, hey, I want to get a patent on this. And my lawyer was like, you don't need a patent on that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I do. So I called another lawyer. <laughs> you don't need a patent on this guy. No one's going to steal your, your little invention. And But I kid you not, because this... This episode today is about guitar picks. So we can talk way more about other people's picks than mine, but there is a thieving world of pick stealers out there. Like the people who make, I don't have it on me, the triangle pick, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. The guy who invented that never secured a patent. So he got ripped off, right? 
somebody made millions of dollars off of that design that, that somebody else created, they never secured it. So I called, an, I called a patent lawyer and he was like, yeah, absolutely, buddy. Let's get this secured now. So I did. And here we are. Very cool. How long have you been um, making and, and selling the, the Arrowhead pick? Three years, two and a half, three years-ish. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess like in total, I've, I've been making picks for three years now. Um, and the Arrowhead shape came pretty, pretty shortly after I had started. Um, so yeah, it was in three years. So short answer. There you go. <laughs> Do you still do the wood ones too, or is it all just uh, you focus on these? I focus on those, and here's why. So I would like to get back into making wood picks. Like I made this one. Nice. I don't know how well you can see the lighting, but hopefully it, it turns out okay. Um, these are really time-consuming to make, and they're thick, right? I don't know if you can see that versus, let's say, a regular Ernie Ball. Mm -hmm. There's a clear different thickness, yeah. right? Huh. So part of part of this show is to educate people on guitar picks. So let me start with this. There is a niche, 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 whatever market for thicker guitar picks, mm -hmm. but that's not the vast majority, right? The vast majority, like you know, things like this, mm -hmm. yes. which is fine. So. When we discovered this material, I realized this material was not only comparable and sounded amazing, but as far as thickness is in comparison to the standard guitar pick, right? Versus this hunk of monka. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would, I, at some point, I would like to get back into doing the wooden picks, but it's really time consuming and you have to find the right buyers and right players that like that type of sound. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I've learned about making guitar picks, and this wasn't until I started making them either. Um, Cause you know, like this is purple heart and I don't really remember what type of material this is, but these are clearly two different materials. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had a bunch of different wood and then I started making the picks and then I'd go and I'd play them to see if they sounded good. And each one sounded different. And that was intriguing to me. That was something I did not know about and it's total property, right? So you have like Delrin or um, acrylic or plastic or Tortex or even tortoise shell or even, uh, where is that? Oh, come on. I just had it a second ago. Hang on. Here we go. Seashell. My buddy makes these out of seashell, right? So each different style of material that you use provides a different tonal quality. So you also have to think, I, I love your guys' episodes on the guitar pedals because they're really fascinating. They're really interesting. And you, you bring to light a lot of what the pedals do, right? Versus, you know, like buying like a $20 pedal from Walmart per, you know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of musicians don't realize that, yeah, cables are important. Yeah, guitars are important. Amps are as well. Um, so are pedals. But so is the guitar pick that you use. It's your weapon. It's your tool. You know? So that was really fascinating and eye-opening for me to discover that not all picks are made equal. <laughs> 
you know, and that's, and that's, what's cool. Um, and when I, when I talk to people, they say, well, it's special about yours. I'm like, nothing. I mean, it is, I mean, they're arrowhead shaped and there are different properties that my picks provide, but I'm more interested in what people are into. You know, there are guys who like that. It's called the chirp. You know what I'm talking about when I say the chirp? No, I don't think so. Huh? What do you, yeah, I'm not, I don't know that I've heard that term. Hmm. Well, the chirp is, I mean, it's just sort of like a generic name for that sound of the pick hitting the string. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. You know, yeah. some picks that are prone to do that more than others. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I have a friend of mine in um, the UK. His name is Lawrence. He absolutely loves hippie picks. But he likes the older picks that I make that have the chirp. Because there are players that love that sound and use that to their advantage. There are other players who don't like it, you know? So I am more inclined to educate people on, well, what's the best pick for you? What do you like? How do you hold the pick? How do you feel about the pick? What, what are you looking for? You know, cause some picks you take an acoustic guitar and use three different styles of wood. We'll just go with wood. Right? You'll get like a bright resonant strum. You'll get like a low, low end muddier darker or you might get like a a medium you know it's like what sound are you looking for and i think that's very important when it comes to the guitar pick that you buy you know so yeah absolutely yeah i i personally i uh, i always notice i notice a lot more for me like choice when i'm playing acoustic instruments like that i just i hear it like a lot more than when I'm playing, say, like an electric guitar. Yeah, yeah, and I think the 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 feedback from the pick is a little more because I generally like when you're on a, an electric guitar. I think a lot of us are playing more aggressive, so I think feedback is a little more important uh, on electric. Tone is definitely more important on acoustic. I don't. Would, would you agree? Or uh, that's all preference based. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Like. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't disagree. Yeah. At the same time saying, you know, like it depends on what the player is into, you know, cause I don't, I don't want to say, well, it's either this way or that way. Oh, and yeah. then one guy watching goes, I disagree with both of you. You know, I'm yeah. And anybody, but like, yes, let's, we, we can bring that to light, you know, but it's, it's what the person likes, you know, I mean, if, if that's what they want, perfect if that's what they don't want then let's figure out how to change that and it might be the pick it might be the amp or the guitar you know mm-hmm. it's also, yes, it's like music and art they're all subjective right mm-hmm. it's it's your person yeah what you think no yeah. wrong answers <laughs> no wrong answers yeah no and I, I agree with you i'm you know like everything has different sounds um so i don't want to say there's one right or wrong way it's it's all on how you do it you know i mean like well, I'm a, I'm a slammed a famous musician. I'm not going to, but it's somebody I'm not a fan of, right? And I just don't like his his style. I don't like, he's very talented, phenomenal, right? But it's just not my preference. It doesn't mean he's a horrible musician. It just means I don't like him, you know? So I think it's for each, I almost said his name. And then, I, you know, you would have so much hate mail today. I hate this guy. I'm sorry. That's okay. If, if enough people watched it, we'd have already had plenty of yeah, yeah. We have plenty of controversial opinions that get put out. <laughs> what What do you think makes a pick like durable? <sighs> That's a good question. So I it, immediately in my head I thought of two different 
two different thoughts, right? So durable as far as like strength, long lasting versus like a pick that can just do this, you know? Um, or do you mean, and, and I can answer both for you. I, and you probably, you're not never going to be able to see it on camera. Okay, great. Right here. Where you got the, the, it's called pick abrasion, mm -hmm. right? Where the pick just wears down, you know, and at, at full honesty, I mean, hippie picks has done that before. Um, you know, you can't see it. It's really hard to tell over this camera phone, but yeah. So I think material plays a part in it. I also think it's, it's in how you play, mm -hmm. you know, um, like with anything, you know, you get a new car, how durable is it? Well, it depends. You know, like, do you trash it? Do you, I mean, do you run it in the mud? Are you driving over, you know, hills and all kinds of crazy stuff? It's, you know, it's, it's what you do with it. Um, in my research, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy, but his name is Troy Grady. Nope. Dude, he's, uh, he's got a thing called Cracking the Code. Amazing. But he looks at the science behind guitar picks, right? Hmm. And it's genius. There are guys who play, for example, so you play guitar, I'm left-handed. So you can play and you hold the pick. It's going to be extremely hard to see. So you can hold the pick, right? Now, how do you attack the string? What do you mean? I just play. Yeah. Some guys hold the pick upward. It's called upward slanting. Some guys hold the pick downward. It's called downward slanting. There's a straight on attack. There's, it's sort of like, you know, instead of like, let's say these are the strings, right? Like instead of playing like this, they, they kind of curve their hand in. So there's different ways that people control the pick, right? Which nobody thinks of, right? They go, oh, it's just, it's just the way I've played my whole life, right. you know? And that's fun. That's cool. But like that also plays into how well your pick is going to be maintained regardless, you know? Now, I mean, if it's made of concrete, it's probably not going to break anytime soon. But, you know, like it, I, I think that there's a lot of things that are overlooked when people think of just a standard 50 cent guitar pick, you know? So when it comes to durability, I would say one, the material that you use, cause there's, uh, that's horn. This is horn. I have one that I hate. Somebody gave it to me and I just hate it. It's, um, Oh, it's, it's a nut. It's based off a nut. Hmm. This guy is watching. His name is John Tron Davidson. He's going to be so Tagawa. Tagawa. Yeah. Tagawa. Have you ever, uh, I don't want to name the company that is pretty notorious for them, but Tagawa is made from a nut, right? Okay. And they make guitar picks out of them. I don't like them. I think they bend. And I think, I, I don't think they hold very well. Hmm. You know? Uh, so the material plays a lot into the durability and it's also how you play. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I, I'm definitely on the odd side, I know, because I, I, I hold them forward. And I've seen um, Ola England, who's like one of the like famous uh, YouTubers for he does metal stuff. And he does like backwards almost. And he does this kind of thing for that real like chuggy sound. Yeah, so I always thought that was interesting. Like, you never you never think about it until it comes up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, like even as uh uh, before I got into making guitar picks, I never thought much of it. You know, I mean, I have my guitar picks that I like. I have my guitar picks I don't like, you know. Um, there's a guitar pick that I like that's not here right now. I don't know where it is. Oh, you know, so I, I will say this. I don't know if you guys have heard of Vinny 
from V Picks. No. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you bring it. You're, you're bringing out all these these uh these names and stuff that I'm, I don't think any of us are that familiar with. Yeah. It's a Google lesson for you guys. No, uh, just Google everybody. <laughs> like the wine, you're like the wine connoisseur of guitar picks. <laughs> well, yeah. So here's the thing, right? I was like 18 or 19. So Vinny Smith is the creator of V Picks down in Tennessee. And he has been coined the name. And I talked to him once on an interview and he said, well, I've talked to him a thousand times, but he said, um, you know, I, I'm not, I didn't give myself this name. This title was given to me, but he's the, the godfather, the grandfather of the modern day guitar pick, the boutique pick. Right. And if you see this, I mean, there's like kind of slices in there. It's, I, I don't know how well all this is coming across on camera. So I hope it's all good. I was in a store one day. I was in Willis Music in Florence, Kentucky. And I saw this pick and they had a bunch of other ones, but this pick struck my eye because these little jagged lines in there. Right. And I said, dude, like this thing will cut your fingers. And the, the guy, Joe behind the counter is like, no, no, they're not. I'm like, I'm squeezing this. Right. And it felt like I was going to cut my fingers just by squeezing it. And he said, well, they're supposed to help you play better. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know, I was, I was clearly like, no, I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, whatever he said, well, you know, buy it. And if you don't like it, return it. And I was like, all right, how much is it? And he was like, $15. I'm like, I'm not spending $15. <laughs> and he said, well, if you don't like it, return it. So I ended up buying it. And then one week later I came back and I bought the store out because I, I had no clue the importance of a pick. Right. And what a pick could do. And the material is awesome. Um, I love VPix to no end, but you know, like that it, for me, I feel like when people look at guitar picks online, you know I mean? Like you got beachside picks, you got from uh, Florida, GT Plectrums. Look at that thing. That thing is really cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Now, my buddy Chris is going to be super mad if I don't plug him because he's awesome. Chris from Dragon Picks. I love Dragon Picks. Uh, did you guys see this? I totally schooled him on the One Chip Challenge. No, we did a lot. That's the 38 minutes. He lasted all of about four and a half. Um, <laughs> but Chris from Dragon Picks, he makes them out of some cool material and he makes them a little thicker. Um, there's one I was looking for. Lawrence from Plumstone. Yeah, so this... Right, so this is part acrylic on the back, and then part. This is called jara wood, which is made from a tree from over a hundred year old wood. So that's cool. So you have, you know, wood on one side, acrylic on the other side. So you get like a two different tones, right? That's the unique. down one tone, and the up is a different strike tone. Nice. You know, so you see a lot of these guys, boutique makers, and they have um, guitar picks for sale, and you're like, man, that's that's kind of expensive. I'm used to spending like a nickel on like a hundred guitar picks. Well, <laughs> yeah, but are they cheap and crappy? Well, I don't know. I lose them all the time. Well, okay. And they break. <laughs> and they're not very last. I go, okay, well, here's the deal, right? We hand make these. You know, so I like I I feel like when when people are looking at it from like that standpoint, you go, all right, these are handmade. And we all design these to make you a better guitar player. Now it might not be the right pick for you and that's okay, but you know, like consider that in, you know, I mean, you, you go to the doctor, right. To have surgery. 
Now, are you going to spend 12 cents on the doctor or do you want it, the good doctor that costs a little bit more money, right? You're having open heart surgery. How much do you want to spend on this open heart surgery? You know, like, <laughs> right. You know, and, so, like, and I'm not knocking cheaper picks, you know, and, and I, I know not every pick is for everybody. And I know some guys like really thin picks, they break them. You know, you got, you got guys on tour that are like, dude, I go through so many picks. I throw them away. You know, people love them. People, fans catch them. I go, yeah, I, I get that, you know, but. Also, like, I think for the average guitar players, somebody who's not Zach Wild, you know, on tour and just has, you know, the company is shipping them a million picks a day, you know, like we have to look into and consider the type of picks that we use and what they can or can't do for our personal needs. So going back to the the picks year that you make, uh, I was just curious, uh, do you have like a, are you, are these being hand cut? carved punch uh 3d printed like how, how do, what do you how do you make your picks or do you so, if you want to share that yes um i can't share the material i've learned that the material that i use no other pick company in the world makes picks out of this material um so i was able to get what is called a trade secret which is kind of cool it's like coke with there we can't tell you what's in coke um so i can't really tell you the material but I make them all by hand. I, you know, I, I cut them out and then what I'll do is I'll, I'll cut out the shape and then we'll, I don't, mind, hang on, Dude, right here, unused, unopened. I have a die cast made with my logo on it. Nice. Uh, so I take, I'll take the pick, you know, and I'll press down, I'll get the logo in there, right? Because you can feel with your hands that there's um, a little bit of etching inside the pick, right? Yeah. With the logo, that's from the die cast. It's just a die press. You know, press that down, and it's just got my "Be a Hippie" logo on there. Nothing fancy. And then my wife will take and hand paint the logos. I'm not very good at the painting part. She's way better at that than me. Mine look horrible. And I have some over here as representation because I don't get rid of, I, I won't sell them. So then after she paints them, I will start working on the beveled edges. And that's sort of like a, a three-step process. And then we're done. That's it. Nice. So everybody always says, because I don't know if this is your next question. Everybody says, how long does it take to make one pick? And it's like, I don't know, because it's a process. So I'll, you know, I'll spend a day just cutting out the shapes you know on as many as i can and you know like i may punch like a hundred logos in there you know so like there's probably my coffee's done there's probably 300 picks over here that haven't been um painted right okay so i will paint as many as she can at a certain amount of time you know um so then there's like a batch that have been painted, you know, and then there are a batch that have been sanded first round with the, the beveled edges, you know, and then second round. So I do things in groups. So I mean, like there are times where I can get 200 picks done in a night, but that's only for one part of it. You know what I mean? It's not 200 picks from start to finish, you know? So, so they are truly handmade then. Yeah. Yeah. From, from start to finish. And my wife helps with the painting. And that's super cool. You know, I love it. It's a little family business we got going on. 
So I know somebody said, what are these, 3D printed? And I'm like, I don't even know how to use a 3D printer, man. <laughs> so, and, you know, like ideally, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like I would like to be in a position at some point to have these manufactured or mass produced, um, but not at the expense of my product. So I'd rather, um, if it were to be, well, like, I mean, you know, like you can get like a, like, let's say like a laser cutter, you know, and they can cut out a hundred at a time. That'd be a lot faster, you know, but you know, that's also still done here. And I'm not like, like, I get, what is the term? Like sub subcontracting the process out to somebody else. It's still going to be made in home. Like with these coffee mugs, we make them here in home. Nice. Uh, Very cool. Huh. So we don't make the coffee mug itself, but everything else we do in house. And that's the thing. Like we want, to be in a position where it's like, yeah, like all this is handmade, you know, like it may take time, but it's worth it, you know? Gotcha. So uh, I don't have a whole lot more. I, I was going to say, what's, what is next up for hippie picks? So I have a goal this year to get in um, one store in each state by the end of the year. Nice. That's a, that's, that's a good a, that's goal. A, that's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also trying to get in stores overseas too. So we'll see. Uh -huh. No, like I, I feel like there's a lot of goals for this year alone. Um, and see, like that's that's something too when it comes to the way I've sort of structured heavy picks is I very early on latched on to okay, well you know there needs to be like a, a one month goal and a six month goal and a one year goal and then a five and a ten year goal. Now, we don't always need to focus on the five and 10 year plan where I'm selling out stadiums, shoving picks in everybody's faces. <laughs> the entire world knows about heavy picks. That's not the case. You know, like eventually, maybe we'll get there. But, you know, like also, like there are baby steps I have to take today, you know? So that's been very cool to, to try and juggle and manage the order of, um, having goals and accomplishing them with deadlines that I've created for myself. Cause I mean, like I, I own the company. I'm the creator of the company. I'm the creator of hidden picks. I'm the creator of all of this. So I really only answer to myself, but I still think it's good to have deadlines and still have to meet those deadlines and have goals and go, this has to be done by this, by this time. And, Last week was a really good example of working under the deadline to get something done. Um, well, I'll talk to you guys about that maybe after, you know, this interview is over. But, understand. but yeah. is there uh, anything I mean, uh, obviously, we'll put your um, all your links and everything. And uh, I'm guessing you have an online store, probably. Yeah. Say it one more time. Playhippypicks.com. Playhippypicks.com. Okay. We'll make sure we get that down in the description. Um, uh, yeah, any, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Yeah, I do. Two things. One, um, to find me, you can go to playhippiepigs.com or beahippie.com. And it's B-E, the letter A, hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E.com. Both websites link to the exact same place. It's, you know, it's the website. Um, good question would be can you get hippie picks in stores and that answer is yes you can okay we are stores we are in um several different stores in the united states um and that's just growing 
things are grow growing and getting bigger and bigger. So if, you know, wherever you're watching this at, you go, I wonder if they have picks in my area, you know, just go to your music store and say, Hey, do you have hippie picks? And if they say yes, sweet. And if they say no, go, well, get them. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right. That's it for our interview today. Just wanted to let you guys know that Mark has made a deal for our viewers. Um, if you guys go over to his site and use promo code WoodwireWatts, you can get 25% off on all orders. Uh, so definitely jump over there, order some picks uh, or coffee mugs or anything else. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Woodwire and Watts. Remember, tune up, crank the volume. Woo!